we're going to kick you in the teeth. All right. And, and when you punch us back, we're going to smile at you. And when you knock us down, we're going to get up. And on the way up, we're going to bite a kneecap off. You like that? You like that? Scott, did you come up with the correct response? Who wanted to kick that field goal? With the second pick in the 2017 NFL Draft, the Chicago Bears select Mitchell Trubisky, quarterback, North Carolina. Welcome to the NFC North Podcast. Welcome to the NFC North Podcast, where I curb-stopped Cole in fantasy, and now he has to take out me and Lamar Jackson's poop bucket for next week, like the pleb he is. I'm your resident Lions fan, Eric Kiska, and this is... Cole William Whitlaw Gibson, Packer super fan, expert in indirect peer pressure, and this is Basil. Yo, what up? It's Mr. Over 500. It's Mr. What Happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. You know, it's uh, time to get it going. Bears are a two-game winning streak. This is Blaze Ryan, your resident Bears fan, and my next co-host is... Chris Para, resident Vikings fan, and also... Not very good at the old pick'em with this uh, this league here. And last but not least, we have a guest this week. His name is Kevin Konachek, and he is a Packers fan. What's going on, Kevin? Hey, like Eric said, my name is Kevin, and I am the styling, profiling, limousine riding, jet flying, kiss stealing, wheeling, dealing, son of a gun. I'm a diehard Packers fan, and goddamn, I'm happy to be here. God, so. this Thanks, guy's Eric. already yeah. better than Basil or Blaze or whatever his <laughs> name is. Maybe we don't need need a Bears fan. I really, I mean, the Bears don't bring anything to that NFC North. I'll tell you that much. Dude, I am this podcast. Uh, we need the, we need a sympathy. We need you need to add an extra Bears fan just to equal my fandom, <laughs> <laughs> or an extra Packers fan. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, no, there's two of us now. <laughs> Well, uh, I kind of wanted to start out with the Bears-Raiders game. As um, I mean, there's a lot to talk about here. Before the Bears-Raiders game, an email was leaked of uh, John Gruden saying a racist trope about the NFLPA president. I think we will get into the larger story after we recap the game, but I just kind of want to start out with that saying, you know, I'm sure the locker room was uh, in tremendous turmoil before the game even, was even played. But the Bears ended up beating the Raiders 20-9, and defensively it was a very impressive game for the Bears. Fields was more of a, used as a game manager in this one. He wasn't looking, you know. He, I mean, we Nagy didn't really give him a shot to really air it out that game. But uh, they heavily re- leaned on the run game. And Khalil Herbert, he doesn't look as good as Montgomery, but he looks like he'll be good enough to fill that role. And Damian Williams also had a decent game. Yeah, Blaze, what did you think of it? Uh, that defense is finally turning it on, man. Uh, I Again, I don't want to get too into the whole Gruden thing. I do think that uh, based on the things that he said um, in that email, I think his team didn't come out to play for him that game. Uh, but the Bears capitalized. Uh, that defense, Mac is just on a roll right now. Um, you know, the secondary has just picked it up since that just drubbing by the uh, Rams in week one. Uh, and then the offense is, you know, the offense is still the offense. Justin Fields didn't have a bad game. He didn't have a good game. He just made the right plays to uh, get us over that hump. You know, we only needed 20 points the way that defense played. Um, I was delightfully surprised in Khalil Herbert and uh, Damian Williams. They were a great duo. Good to see A-Rob get a couple catches in. Darnell Mooney seems, his repertoire with field seems to be getting better week to week, which is really good to say. Um, Easily the best win of the year so far. Uh, It feels like week one and week three were 200 years away the way the defense is playing. Um, and yeah, the Raiders, like I said, I don't think they were giving it 110% because of who their coach turned out to be over the weekend. So take the win with a grain of salt, but it was a great win, especially on the road, especially out West. And, uh, yeah, let's keep it rolling. Let's, let's, uh, keep this gravy train going. So yeah, Kevin, uh, what, what are you thinking after this game? Um, about you know the bears you know they're facing the packers next week so all right so at the end of the day everyone needs to remind themselves that the bears have a rookie quarterback starting for them one who has not exactly proven himself to be uh anything other than a rookie quarterback so on the surface uh yeah it's a win and i'm gonna give him credit and it's great momentum but does it affect me worrying about them next week absolutely not 
Um, I think that the Packers have proven themselves now for five weeks, and they continue to uh, find a great game plan, even with all of the injuries and all of the things that are against them. Uh, as one of the oldest, if not the oldest, rivalry in all of professional football, I think that it's going to be an absolute barn burner, and I can't wait. Uh, I also have a fun fact. You know, it's been 1,016 days uh, since the Lions beat the Packers, but it's been longer since the Bears have beat wow. them. But I won't jinx it, so I won't quote Knock it. I won't quote it. Knock on wood, baby. <laughs> but I am saying well, well, I am We're going to get into the preview later, but, yeah, that's a good start for the Packers-Bears rivalry week. Uh, Chris, what did you think of that game? Yeah, um, Justin Fields did what he needed to do. They weren't going to light up the scoreboard with him passing. Um, I think he's still getting the feet wet a little bit. Um, the defense, though, they're, they have definitely turned a corner since uh, the um, the Browns just did whatever they wanted with him. Uh, if they can keep that up, I think that defense will keep them in a lot of games. And I will be excited to see if that defense can actually perform how they're supposed to be. So, um, as you uh, laid out graciously, Eric, um, yeah, the Raiders did not play for for their coach. I mean, they already knew before the game that the coach said that. was, you know, pos- you know, kind of a racist piece of shit. And then they were later confirmed that he's like the trifecta of everything terrible. So, surprisingly, I'm not, you know, they did not want to play for that guy. So, the Bears winning was kind of... It had to happen. If the Bears didn't win, then, you know, they would be like the Lions. So they are at least a little bit better than the Lions. But the Bears are still a horrendous team. They have – their offense is still complete garbage. And I love that, you know, know, Justin Fields finally gets to start and stuff. But, I mean, the guy threw for 111 yards and one touchdown. That's not very good. Their offense is complete trash. Let me just do a little quick, like, stat – stat cast for you and i know brett will love it but uh yards per game bears are ranked 32nd yards per play 31st uh yards per pass 32nd uh third down conversions 32nd points per game 30th they're trash you want to know how what you want to know what the percentage the percentage uh, so every offensive snap guess what the percentage is oh you're reviewing one fucking game talk about the game it's no, I'm talking about the whole Why? The Bears are trash. 13.68%. The Bears suck. We have more wins than losses. I, I'd the rather be the Bears. Suck. I'd rather be the Bears that have more wins than losses than Seattle that puts up points but can't, you know, stop other teams from scoring on them. Hey, man, I'm Dude, just stop. glad I'm not the Bears. Talk about the Bears versus offense. the Raiders. Talk about the Bears uh, the, versus the Raiders. You I can't because Ra- kick their ass. The Raiders lost because their coach is a piece of shit. The Bears suck. Their offense is terrible. Khalil Mack is very good. I will give their defense credit. They are a solid defense, and I you know, do fear them given that the Packers have quite a few injuries on their offensive line, but it will not be nearly as close as you think it will be. They gave up, they gave up zero touchdowns to a team that was actually pretty competent offensively coming into this game. And you're not even yeah, but if you watch the Raiders' offensive line, they weren't blocking for shit because they knew Derek Carr was Gruden's boy, and they were like, we're going to let this fucker get sacked and destroyed. <laughs> Derek Carr should have been taken out of that goddamn game. He got laid out and was fucking staring at stars. Next thing you know, he's coming back <laughs> in the game. We talked about it. I don't know how that happens. But... Man, opinions are like assholes, man. <laughs> yeah, everybody has one. Everyone has one, and I've been on the internet too long to care. <laughs> All right, let's list off the teams that had more points than the Bears this past week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're not A talking lot. about the Vikings then. <laughs> All right. Did you know that Rams, the Bears have averaged 16 Rams, points Falcons. a game? Wow. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, guys, it, speaking of the Raiders, you got because of who L. Davis is, just win, baby, win. Come on. <laughs> W, and we're going to hang that W on you guys next week. It's going to be, oh, I can't wait to talk about it. Context Brett, matters, man. Let's talk Context about, matters. Yeah, Blaze, I Let's talk am, about the next game. Blaze, I am ecstatic for you, and I'm glad to see you've, well, you know, happy because I do care about you yeah. as a person. Hey. But just know that you are going through a gauntlet in the next, like, six weeks hey. of games. Listen, we got three more teams to talk about. Each one that did more dog shit than the other. So let's go. Let's, let's stop talking about the team that <laughs> yeah, one clean, all right? It up. I do want to talk about Gruden for a second here. Um, 
you know, this could have far-ranging effects on the NFL. There were 650,000 emails uh, that were that the NFL looked into from the Washington football team, and it ranges, you know, there's a lot of different ins and outs here. It could affect a lot more people. Um, and about Gruden getting fired, I, I'm hearing people scream, cancel culture and stuff like that. Well, I have an example and a question for you. We got Joe Dingus over here. He's a foreman at your large local landscaping company. Coworker of his showed emails to the CEO, and, you know, about six to seven years ago, he made these emails. Joe Dingus was calling the CEO of the landscaping company a homophobic slur. He called him a pussy. You know, he told another foreman uh, that he should SSD, and, you know, like, he was making all this horrible, horrible comments, and then he also said a racist trope about the black union president of the local landscapers union. Do you not think that the CEO of the landscaping company would fire that foreman? Like, average Joe Schmo would not be able to get away with this at their job. And you got to think of this as, like, John Gruden is the face of a franchise for a multi-billion dollar corporation. Of course he should have been fired. You know, like, I I don't know about all these people that are coming out just being up in arms there, yeah, <laughs> yeah there's 32 teams in the nfl there's 32 head coaching shops in the world for one of the biggest like highest you know grossing league in the in the in the world and the fact that he's going to be the face of it there's no way that you can let like a person like that stay there's just there's just especially no with eight years left on his contract right he had a 10-year deal with that organization like that was something they were going to hang their hat on his face, on his image, on his ability to bring a team to Vegas to redo the entire organization. And now all of a sudden, they've got to figure out what's next. And, yeah, like, obviously everything Gruden said it was it was abhorrent, you know, has no place in, you know, society. But also, the NFL is morally abhorrent. And this is a weird thing, though, is that, like, there was 650,000 emails um, that they took, and they put these ones out. And I think it was because Gruden was rubbing the wrong people the wrong way. He was specifically saying stuff about the commissioner, you know, because yeah. Dan Snyder, the Washington football team owner, not a good guy. And we have no clue anything about that. We, we have no clue about that investigation. They never filed the investigation. They hired a law firm to look at the whole team and nothing, you know, like there's a reason that this was specifically leaked and it's kind of weird actually, but Oh, the, yeah. the best part is, is when he re, he said his sorry, and he's like, I don't have a racist bone in my body. <laughs> well, clearly you do. Yeah, clearly yeah. there's more coming out well, here. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. like going with the you know whole NFL conspiracy of the Goodell thing, uh, they weren't even investigating Rudin when they found those oh, emails. Yeah. They were investigating the Washington football team, like you mentioned, and then they just happened to leak all of those. It's like, no, nah, I mean, like, obviously they were like, this guy's a piece of shit, and Roger Goodell was like, he called me what? Let's find yeah. bury this guy. We're yeah, just going to keep releasing one email every single day until the Raiders <laughs> get rid of him. I think this is more f far ranging for sure. But yeah, please. What's weird? So, my whole opinion on it is you have, we are all given freedom of speech, but that doesn't mean that we don't have freedom of consequence of our speech. Mm -hmm. um, as you guys rightly pointed out, yeah, it was personal emails uh, seven years ago. Or 2011, however long. <laughs> um, you know, but when it comes to light, uh, it's very troubling about just the NFL culture as a whole. I feel like, you know, if that's just what you're like, because you type out emails, you know, this isn't just him in the locker room with his buddies, you know, this is something that he thought about. He looked at it, he said, you know what, I'm still going to send that, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's, it's a very big problem, and I'm really i really wish they would have just fired him i think just laid him go kind of lets him off the hook uh especially you know he kind of lied when he uh first spoke about it uh because then it's all this other stuff came out the whole thing with bruce allen and these the poor things that they did to these uh, uh washington football team cheerleaders back in 2013 um you know, and then he has an openly uh homosexual player on his team so how can you walk into that locker room saying what you said about a black person when 70% of your roster is black. Say what you say about, you know, homosexuals, especially like Michael Sam and uh, uh, being drafted by Jeff Fisher. How, how do you look at your players in the eyes and say that you're here to coach them, you're here to lead them? It's absolutely abhorrent in my 
of you and who knows he could come back in five years but this isn't a cancel culture thing this is an nfl culture thing and they need to get mm-hmm. rid of it Ooh, i have a point on that if we don't mind mm-hmm. gentlemen we all saw the news from this summer right with richard sermon and his domestic abuse um you know with uh getting the cops called and all of the things that came down from that whole situation uh, richard sermon just signed a deal for two million dollars to play football with the tampa bay buccaneers I don't think any of us are talking about this, or at least the national media, to a point where we're going, well, why is Richard Sermon allowed an opportunity to continue to play professional, to earn money, to, to be in the limelight um, when we have you know other circumstances? So if it's an NFL issue, maybe it's not if they're allowing other things. And we've seen it across the whole board for years, right? This is not just a one thing in 2021. We've seen it across the entire board. So are we being even inconsistent? I'm not saying one way or another, but it is bringing an interesting question into it, whether the front office teams and the players are somehow on a different level when it comes to these things. I do think there's lines for different, like like I was almost saying with uh, my landscaper uh, union, that whole metaphor, um, the higher up you go, you should be held to higher consequences. I do think that. Um, I Like, if it were up to me, I don't think Antonio Brown should be playing in the NFL. He's done a lot of horrible shit, you know? Tyreek Hill has done a lot of horrible shit. Um, and that's where I, I do think that NFL, they they do have a hypocrisy problem here. They they don't know where when to discipline people and when, when to not. And the NFL itself is, like, there's been so much uh, that's come out in the past 10 years about concussions, also how they treat their alumni. It is a morally abhorrent organization, um, which makes it interesting that they decided to leak this and then didn't decide to leak the rest of the Washington football team report. That's a little, yeah, like it, they, there's more to this, and I think more will come out. Um, and that's, that's my response to that, but yeah. <laughs> and yeah, that whole, that whole Richard Sherman thing makes me just a little bit angrier about the whole Josh Gordon thing, um, you know, where he gets kicked out every year for smoking a little pot, and, you know, I don't think what Richard Sherman did was right at all, and I don't think he should have uh, gotten the opportunity to play again. Uh, but he did, and that's something that the NFL has to, you know, look itself hard in the mirror about. For sure. All right, well, uh, let's move on to the games. Uh, so we had, we had uh, that's probably our longest um, longest time talking about a serious subject in here. But um, anyway, oh, man. yeah, let's move on to the Packers. Longest time we've been in agreement. Yeah. <laughs> let's move on to the Packers beating the Bengals in overtime thriller. Woo! Yeah, that was 25-22. Man, that was like just back and forth. I mean, before overtime, Mason Crosby had already missed two game-winning field goals. Then we go into overtime. Burrow throws a horrible pick. Like, he he threw it right to the other team. I don't know what the hell he was doing. Yeah. And then Packers, um, they, you know, couldn't take advantage of it because, well, okay, third down and 15, you know – Mason Crosby has been missing field goals and you decide to bring Mason Crosby out there to kick a field goal and he misses it and you have okay again this is what I keep saying about LaFleur you have Aaron Rodgers you have Devontae Adams you have the reigning MVP here you know your kicker's missing field goals why would you not just try to go for it on third and 15 if not at least to get a little closer to the field goal marker uh or Cole like why you know yeah i'll I'll let i'll let kevin take it he's the guest i'll let him go (laughs) all right a couple of reasons uh first you trust mason crosby with your life the man's been a packer for he just missed two field goals though hear me out (laughs) he He had made 26 in a row before that so you trust him he's aaron Rodgers' airplane buddy like they're closer than hell like you absolutely trust the guy that has gotten you that has won the games before and before he missed and sh- well, he wasn't missing them by like ridiculous amounts. He was just missing them by a little. And he goes back and he wins the game by showing that that confidence is there doing it again, even after he misses the third one. So it's all about Mason Crosby's ability to foster relationships with the team, to be a veteran, to be one of the guys that's been there before. And, you know, they're going to trust him every single time regardless. I think it's more of a game management thing, though. For me, it's last year, Matt LaFleur, NFC uh, Championship. He there, there was everything about that field goal. You know, and it keeps showing that he doesn't actually put full trust in Rodgers to make a big play in that situation. Like, he keeps, he leans on Mason Crosby, yes, but like, that's okay to lean on Mason Crosby. I get that. 
but why don't you at least let your MVP QB make that big play at the end of the game that you know he can make? I think you're reaching. I agree uh-huh. that the field goal from you know the NFC Championship was suspect, but again, like he like Kevin said, Mason Crosby's been fucking solid for the Packers forever. And again, in that situation when it's overtime and it's a sudden death, they it's pretty standard to kick on a third down in case something you know fucking crazy happens and you know just the week before that mason crosby hit a walk off 50 what 52 yarder or something 50 yard 53 yeah yep. like he nailed it so you have to you have to give him you know the respect that if in a normal situation you would still let him kick the ball and he did win the game and also this week was absolutely terrible it was the worst week in NFL history for kicking across the board. There was 25 missed field goals or, you know, kicks. There's 13 missed extra points and 12 missed field goals. It was atrocious and no one talked about the wind. I guarantee you, I mean, because both sides were missing it and it's not like the Bengals kicker's bad. That kid's missed, made already two walk-off field goals this year as a rookie. So... I, it was it was a bad situation and Mason Crosby I still love the guy but he he does have a you know he'll have one game where he has a case of the yips and it's bad because the last time was you know what three four years ago against the Lions and he missed a lot of them but then he was rock solid since then so you know I don't think it's a game management I think it's just a uh, you know it's a bad game but you know good teams win bad games so Packers win Chris Packers win. <laughs> I actually am in agreement. I would have kicked that field goal at third and 15 as well. Um, just like Cole said, you never know what the hell is going to happen. They can have a botch snap and next thing you know, they're 15 yards back or who knows, they could have botched the snap and got a first down. Um, but yeah, you go to Crosby, you know, probably nine times out of 10 uh, besides the NFC championship, but uh, that's in the past. Um, but I was really rooting for those Bengals though. I really thought they were going to turn, turn a corner they looked like they were going to, and then Joe Burrow said, hold my beer, and just threw the worst pick I've ever seen in my life. Um, but yeah, other than that, it was a very, very exciting game to watch. Blaze? I think you need to give a little bit of credit. Sorry, didn't mean to cut you off there, Blaze. No, uh, go ahead. But just a little bit of credit oh, to no, Joe finish, Barry. Finish the talk. Go ahead. Uh, Joe Barry in the D. I mean, since they had one touchdown on six drives after yeah. halftime. Like, yeah. that's they just shut him down. And yep. for as much as the Packer fans want to scream, defense sucks, this, that, and the other thing, like... They, you know, they held up when they needed to. Yeah, they showed up when they needed to, yeah. And with some pretty big injuries without Alexander and without Preston, uh, Zadarius Smith, I mean, they they held it together. So, I'm happy. All right. Blaze? All right, let me just say, that was one of the craziest games I've ever seen in my life. I uh, After the game, I had to re-watch the game because I only remembered overtime. after um, Just one of the biggest... <laughs> Clown games of football I've ever seen in, in one overtime period. Um, between McPherson thinking that he made the kick, uh, to Mason Crosby missing. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, you just feel bad for the kid. Um, you know what? In a, in a stained world, the, uh, the Packers lose that game. But uh, the Cincinnati Bengals got totally lioned out of that. Um, the Packers, they played better. But, um, you know, they made so many mental mistakes especially in that overtime. What what true Super Bowl contender gets that interception and then fails to convert even a field goal just to win the game? Um, the Packers did not look good. The Bears cleanly beat the Bengals in week two on the road. <laughs> or at home, at home, sorry. Oh, here Gonna we lay go. that egg there. Yeah. So, um, yeah, right. you know, yeah. against the, the uh, NFC North, um, let's see here, the Vikings lost. The Packers should have lost, and the Bears played very well. Should. And I think the, the, the Vikings the Vikings won this week. Sorry. Yep. No, no, they lost Bear They lost won. against the uh, Bengals, is what I said. Oh, okay, yeah, a few weeks ago. Yeah. Um, That's what I'm saying. So, um, I, you can't grade it on that. Things different week to week. But, um, you know, I think the Packers really stole this game. Um, as good as Aaron Rodgers and Adams and Jones. Well, Jones and Nixon didn't play that great. But uh, Aaron... He had 100 yards. He played fine. Russian. He played fine. I thought A.J. Dillon played better. It's more than any, any Bears running back. Yeah, I thought A.J. Dillon did better. Um, you know, that was a game that the uh, 
when if this is Joe, Bur Joe Burrow's year four, they don't lose that game. That's all I'm saying. Um, but yeah, great showing by the yeah, Bengals. Let's not take anything away from Cincinnati. Yeah, uh, but uh, Packers win. Uh, hopefully, they can ride that momentum uh, into next week because they're going to need it. But uh, yeah, that's that's all I got to say. Crazy ending. One of my favorite endings. Win or lose for the Packers. Yeah. So on to a predictable ending here. Um, Vikings beat the Lions 19 to 16, or was it 19, 16, or 17? I think it was 17. 17, yeah, 17, 17 19 17. Yeah. 19, 17, 19 again. Yeah. 19, 17. Yep. Okay. Well, before we even get into the whole field goal thing there, um, not thing, you know, the field goal that won the game, there are, I've been noticing this every week with the Lions, there are these little turns in every Lions game where you can see they had a chance to get ahead. And then they do not take advantage of that chance. Um, for example, Goff fumbled, uh, you know, QB turning the ball over. He put up a bunch of stats this week, but he fumbled in a key situation where it was neck and neck and Goff needed to get ahead, go down that field and score. Anzalone, he had an interception and it was like a freak interception. I think it bounced off somebody else and we could not go down to the field and score again. That was a huge, you know, point where the whole game could have turned we could have taken over the momentum there and we didn't and then uh on top of that you know we have Campbell he went for two uh on that uh, it was 16 to 15 and then he went for two after getting that field goal uh, or no sorry after getting that touchdown and he, we took the lead 17 to 16 but then it's like I okay um Aaron Glenn he rushed three again on that third down, or, yeah, it was one of those where he only rushed three, and Kirk Cousins got to the middle of the field easily because we put no pressure on him. And you can see these little twists and turns every game that where the Lions could have taken advantage there, and they didn't, and that led to Greg Joseph obviously making that. But I know there's so many parts of each game that I watch where the Lions, if they just had a better team or a better QB they could win these games. Um, yeah, Chris, what did you think of that one? Oh, it was a great first half. I liked the first half a lot. And it was just boring as hell in that second half. Neither team could do a whole lot up until the fourth quarter. And then, you know, even then, there were, Greg Joseph missed another field goal, which would have easily gave him the lead. I think it would have been 19-9 or 19-6 at that point. Would have been almost out of hand at that point. And then... You know, Madison just fighting for those extra yards. Boom, another fumble. Um, but overall, it's just it was just two very average teams going neck to neck, and you could tell that those teams are going to fight every game. Whether or not they'll get more wins or losses is to be determined. But right now, probably more more losses than wins at this point. Please. Uh, okay. Well. First of all, I'm really disappointed in the Lions because I almost called it again. Um, I was uh, texting you guys when <laughs> they uh, first got the touchdown and then the uh, two-point conversion. I'm like, I called it again. I'm Nostradamus. And then, and even that, I was like, they got back with like 17 seconds left or something ridiculous. And even then, I'm like, come on, 37? Okay. Isn't that what uh, Aaron Rodgers got against the uh, Niners? Anyways. Um. So yeah, they drove him down the field, and yeah, Joseph, who wasn't having a good game like every other kicker in the NFL, uh, stepped up and gave the Lions of the first team in NFL history to lose two games by 50-plus yard field goals in the last second. So, you know, there's an NFL record for you. Uh, I don't know. This Both teams just aren't that fun. The, uh, the Vikings put up a lot of yards. They put up a lot of yards, but they just can't find Pater ever. So it's just going to be them chasing their tails all season long. And then the the Lions are just, we say it every week, someone's got to say it, Lions got a lion. Um, they basically, these better teams hand them victories. And whether it's reps, whether it's self-implosion, whether it's just Lady Luck turning her blind eye on Detroit. Um, they just lose another heartbreaker and, you know, you always say no crying in sports, but I really felt for MCDC at that press conference. Um, you know, you never want to see anyone cry. Uh, it's, but that it's, was... it's pronounced uh, MCCB. 
<laughs> Motor City Cry Baby. Cry Baby. Oh, fuck you guys. Guy cried. But, uh, he loves yeah. his team. Emotion. Okay, here, here's the yeah. thing. Yeah, Patrick right. Swift did me. Yeah, go ahead. No, 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 no. You go ahead, Blaze. I got. I was, I was just gonna say. I was just gonna say DeAndre Swift got me some sweet ass fantasy points again. So that's you know, there's something to uh, you know, hang my hat on. And yeah. my boy Cephas. He's out for the year, by the way. He broke his collarbone, Cephas. I heard that. Yeah, Cephas did. Yeah. Also, the center's out for the oh, year with a toe. Yeah, he had he toe surgery. Shit. Out for the year, Rag now. Yeah, Kevin. So, what did you better... what did you think of that game? So, honestly, at the end of it, I saw Kirk Cousin getting all super hyped up with his coach on the sideline after they won, and I'm like, man, you just barely squeaked by the Lions at home by letting Adam Thielen just kind of walk into the secondary twice and catch a field goal. Like, I my I have some Viking fans in my family, and they said the same thing in the sense like that game doesn't feel quite like a victory even though it nope. is and wins on paper are wins on paper and i'll absolutely take it but i think the vikings need to look long and hard at their offensive they got good players man they've got some great weapons on offense that defense can hawk when they need to but they almost just walk backwards into a loss against the lions at home and they really got to look at it i mean greg jovis jeg joseph kicks four for five so that's five field goal attempts that means they're not converting down when they need to be uh, eight field goal attempts across the whole game, kind of a defensive struggle of ineptitude for the most part. And um, I think that the Vikings should walk away feeling very lucky that they got a W there, and the Lions should just continue to plot along because uh, it'll eventually hit, I think. Cool. Five wins, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about five anymore, but yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah, so... Um... I mean, I love MCDC, but my question to you, Eric, is, you know, he cried after this game. If he loses next game, is he going to cry again, or is he over it and no longer committed to the team? Now he has to cry every every fucking time. Otherwise, <laughs> if it's in the same fashion <laughs> where we get, you know, hosed by, like, a last-minute field goal, or last-second field goal, I mean, I could see him crying again, but I think he what, just had, he... He had to get it out. Um, I think Dan Campbell, he is just a very emotional person, and I we knew that before we even went into the year. He is way more emotional than your average coach. I guess, like, other coaches, you hear, you know, people getting angry and stuff, you know, like, um, we are who we thought they were, that kind of shit, you know, <laughs> and C Dan Campbell is not exactly like that. He, he will cry instead, and that's okay yeah. with me. I think men should be able to cry. Why not? I, I'm all, great, I'm all great about... Great Bears reference, by the way. Yeah, yeah I'm, all, right. I'm all about, you know, men crying and stuff. What? But is it going to win you a football game? I don't know. Well, I mean, like, what's going to win us a football I... game is drafting Malik Willis next year at uh, number two overall, and he's going yeah. to take the franchise to a Super Bowl. Nice. How was your <laughs> uh, first-round pick two years ago going? Or, uh, this, or last year? Yeah, Okuda? You guys have been... Yeah, Not, well, and Swell. Yeah. Swell's been like Su no, a Swell's roller coaster. Been, Swell's been he's like fine. A roller coaster. Yeah. I, he's a he's rookie. He's, he's gonna he's gonna be on roller coasters, but he yeah, he fair. shows some flashes of promise. Um, Decker might come back this week, so we will see what happens with the whole tackle situation. But yeah, I mean, in the end, I'm okay with Campbell crying. Uh, it's unusual to see that in sports, like from a coach. I've definitely seen players cry before. But from a coach, that's unusual. But I don't care. I just, you know, let the man cry. <laughs> no, yeah, I just, I just, I just I expect him to cry every time. I mean, he didn't even cry when he announced that the center was out for the year. He doesn't give a shit about that guy, I'll tell you what. But overall, <laughs> that game was uh, a heartbreaker for the Lions. I wanted the Lions to beat the Vikings because uh, I, I do like MCDC, and I would like him to be somewhat successful and, like, you know, bring some life into the Lions because the NFC North right now is one good team and three shitty teams. So it'd be nice to have at least one other team that is, you know, somewhat competent with a coach that isn't just, you know, Matt Nagy offense type bullshit. But <laughs> we want, I think, I think he has brought, he, he has brought, he, he, I can't imagine even Aaron Rodgers it's going bad. out with that it wide receiver bad. squad that he has every week, you know, and that and that defense is laughably bad. And the fact that they were in it with the Ravens and now the uh, Vikings, yeah. I mean that's I mean that's a pretty good you know resume for a guy who and has there, nothing. Yeah. There's 
you know? There's no doubt the that's GM like, purposely like, did know, not put a lot of talent on this team because we need a QB. Uh, he, I think he knew Goff was not going to be the answer. And I, I just want us to get one win this year. But, um, I, I yeah, I think, I think we'll win. get one win, maybe two if we're lucky. But, yeah, this on top of the talent already being bad on this team, we're now extremely injured. So it's going to be rough moving forward, man. But anyway, let's go on to our fun topic. What should the MLB do to make baseball more appealing again? Um, I have a few stats here. The World Series uh, has seen its average viewership just plummet the last 15 years. The highest, like, most-watched game of the last 15 years, most-watched World Series on average, was the Cubs vs. Guardians game, used to be the Indians, with 22 million average viewers. And in comparison, the most-watched uh, World Series series was the 1986 Mets vs. Red Sox game, which had 55 million average viewers. Uh, or 55 million viewers in game seven, but then there was around 50 million view- viewers average throughout the whole series. So, okay. I know that the uh, the Red Sox and Yankees game, that was highly watched, but I think it's we've seen a trend here now for a while where baseball's average viewership has been going down and down, and also uh, Gen Z... I don't know anybody in Gen Z that watches baseball. That's, you know, that younger generation, not into it. Um, Kevin, I know you, I think you, <laughs> Kevin, I think uh, you have some opinions yeah. on the subject, so I want to give it to you. Couple, couple of things. Um, first is viewership and rating numbers and all that bullshit. All right. 2021, the age of cord cutting and streaming and cable ratings meaning less and less year after year now i will say that baseball is probably being viewed on a less basis across the board but that stat you said about the yankees and red sox and the dodgers and the cardinals being the number one and two watched baseball streams of the last decade means something whether you like it or not that means that when you have primetime matchups against people that can bring large amounts of viewer audiences in the Dodgers being a huge TV market, the Cardinals winning, what, 18, 19, 20 games in a row, looking like Devil Magic reincarnate, and then, of course, the classic Yankees and Red Sox, which anybody should watch ever because it's the best baseball that you're ever going to see. My point is is that if the right matchups are around and the right motivation, promotion, things like that with baseball, I think that the potential for it to continue to grow is there. I think they need to tap into a couple of things, though, and I'll make this quick. I think that in the age of social media, with TikToks, 10-second clips, little videos and things that get all of the traction, I think that bat flips, huge home runs, crazy pitching things, those things can gain traction and make baseball cool, aesthetic, easy to digest by the younger audience that's quick to see. I want to see more of that. I don't want to be the old man screaming at the clouds, like, get back to tradition. I want to see Fernando Tatis bat flipping the crap out of that thing. I want to see pimp walks coming off of of go-ahead home runs. Like, I want to see the kids having fun and then embracing that. This old man syndrome has got to go in Major League Baseball, and that is what is absolutely keeping this entire organization down to the ground. The money is there. It's America's game. Like, this is one of the long... We have over almost 150 years of history with baseball. And it's just something that needs to be continued embraced. So long story short, yeah, it's struggling, but I think with the right um, inversion and the removal of Manfred as uh, commissioner, we will see some improvement in baseball in the near future. So Blaise? go Brewers. Uh, yeah, I think that was a very astute assessment um, as a whole. Um, yeah, I'd like to piggyback off of what he said. I, I'm one of the biggest baseball fans that I know. I love baseball for what it is. Regardless He's a Cubs of- fan, Kevin. How how I saw others, him react, I know. <laughs> regardless of, you know, how other people perceive the game, I I totally understand it's not the sexiest game in the world anymore. If if we go back to the fifties and sixties, the golden age of baseball, seventies was great, you know, but but it was it's completely changed because of how fast basketball and uh football is now. Uh, but as uh, to what he said about um, you know the the unwritten rules, I think those need to go. Um, there's no reason not to you know hit a, a strike on a three no count, no matter how much you're winning. That doesn't make any sense in competitiveness at all. Um, you know, and then you know bat flips and showboating. I mean, we need these cool young guys because 
as great as he is, Mark, Mike Trout is not that cool. So we need, you know, the, uh, the young kids to, uh, you know, have fun with what they're doing because it's fun to play baseball. And I think you can see it on the faces of Javi Baez and Francisco Lindor and, you know, Willie Adamas and, you know, now, you know, like Wander Franco and all these, you know, guys in their early 20s that are going to be the face of baseball for the next 10 years. We had the summer of Shohei, which I think a lot of people, like, if you weren't on that train, then, you know, you don't really care about sports. Um, as far as, like, how we can make the game better today, like, if you gave me a magic wand and I could be a uh, commissioner, um, first of all, I would probably try the seven-inning limit at first, see how that goes. Uh, keep regular arms. I like uh, the human error. Um, but none of that... Uh, uh, the, uh, the extra innings rule where they had the, uh, the guy on seconds for some reason, that was, that was not fun for me. Uh, but I think the biggest thing which they can do, which they can do tomorrow is, uh, limit the amount of, uh, infield switches that you get. Cause that really kills the, uh, game when you know a guy who's lefty is going to pull it to the right. So, um, if you get like only five a game or three an inning or something like that, they can figure that out. And I think the game will, you know, have much more. Boom! But yeah, I could talk about this all day. Uh, yeah, I don't. Absolutely. I don't know what Chris do is. A uh... side pod. <laughs> yeah, Chris, I want to hear from you next. <laughs> you know, that's the thing. The game on TV, it's just boring. Mm-hmm. The you know, it, besides those marquee matchups that don't happen day in and day out. Obviously, that's a scheduling thing. There's so much to it. You can't just have a marquee matchup daily. But these announcers. I mean, I hate to say it because I don't care for the guy, but you need more people like Joe Buck because he's got the voice, he's got the charisma, Whoa, and you know everything. Lots we're not getting into that right yeah, now. Yeah, we're not starting that. Uh, not happening. But you need you need more people that get super excited for the game and to incorporate. You got like they have to do what the NBA did a couple years ago. I hate to use TikTok as an example, but NBA hopped on that bandwagon as soon as possible. And some of their stars are on there that brought in a younger crowd. They do, you know, they have different cleats and this, that, and the other. MLB, they need to allow these guys to wear whatever cleats they want. I mean, I play the, the baseball game, the show. I can have freaking pink and blue whatever I want to wear, and it looks cool. You know, if the guys look cool, they feel cool, they're going to play better. It's going to bring in the younger crowd. Let these boys do pretty much whatever they want minus you know the uh, the illegal stuff like roids i mean i mean if that's what if that's what's going to take to bring baseball back is the roid era where it's just home run every freaking two in it two at bats bring it back i'm all for it let these boys use the spider tack I'm sorry. Juiced Garrett balls, Cole. like the whole exactly. nine yards. Let's go. Exactly. Like Garrett yeah. like Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole was an amazing pitcher. What happened? Spider tack gone. Can't can't pitch to save his life. He had a great. Just let these. He had a great second half of the season. What are you talking about? Uh, okay, I don't know. Anyway. Just they just they just need to get with the younger crowd, see what they would actually enjoy to watch, and try to implement some of their things. I get it with this whole extra innings man on second. They tried it in the minors. It's perfect for the minors. That's a minor league gimmick. Don't don't bring that to the major league. Cool. Well, I'm going to bring a lot of toxicity to the table, as I do. Uh, baseball, baseball fucking sucks. I am not a fan. I've tried. The best The best thing that ever happened to baseball was COVID when they had the shortened season and it was a sprint. Why the hell is there 162 games? That means, like, fucking 50 of them don't even matter. Why not just make the season 50? It was awesome. I actually watched the baseball season when they were doing the sprint because every single game mattered and people were out there you know, playing their asses off trying to win. And then you got these managers and owners that fucking hate fun and are talking about all these hidden rules and, you know, it's a gentleman's sport and stuff. So you can't hit home runs anymore. We're just, I just want you to go out there and get struck out or maybe we'll walk you. That's fucking stupid. Baseball needs to, needs to change that. They need to go to a 50 game season, seven innings. It's going to be awesome. Also, Eric, what, I'm sorry. You said that, what was the last, uh, uh, World Series that had like the most views back no, in was what, 1986. Um, and oh, then uh, so the Roids era. Bring that shit. Back. I think it was pre Roids area, but era. But uh, ah, fun man. fact though, the least viewed World Series of all time was last year: L.A. Dodgers versus uh, Tampa Bay Rays, with an average viewership of nine million people. 
Well, I mean, it's Tampa Bay. Nobody cares about. I them. know, and so okay, this leads into my my next point is that it's kind of turned into hockey to hockey now. Like, it, no, if, don't it, you dare disrespect hockey. I love hockey, but what I'm saying don't you is, dare is that baseball. Like, what is, is this that, nonsense? Okay, if you don't have a premium city, a city with a baseball culture playing, then nobody watches, and that's like hockey too. Like, if you get the Florida Panthers versus even the Red Wings, Florida Panthers versus Red Wings, that you know, like. Well, you'll have the Red Wings watching, but who in Florida is going to be watching hockey? Uh, Tampa has a huge fan base. Yeah, they've grown because they've gotten better. But like, you have a lot of these teams that it, it's you can tell that the viewership no, I, just goes down when they when. You know, I know we're not, I know we're not talking about I know we're not talking about hockey, but how does Carolina get a team and Florida gets two teams and Wisconsin has zero teams? True. That yeah, make any there's sense. a lot of reasons for that. <laughs> well, but anyway, mostly because yeah. it's it's placement with Detroit and Chicago, yeah. and we have no TV market and no reason, and Minnesota too. Those yeah. those are major reasons. I'm but, just it's it's yeah. still better than Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fair. So I got a few things that uh that should improve MLB viewership, and I say short shorts, more ass. Every time I take a woman to uh, the baseball game, she always comments about how nice that guy's ass is. We need more short shorts in baseball. We should not have long legs anymore. Um, we need to show the ass in baseball. Um, definitely shorten it to 148 game season. It needs to be yeah. needs to be a little condensed. Um, and <laughs> and then just just a little bit. Yeah, it needs to be cooler. That's you know like Shohei Otani. He is kind of cool. We need more people like that. Like my first. My first love of baseball was that Roids era, was McGuire, Sosa, and of course Griffey, who never did Roids. I loved Ken Griffey. He was cool. And watching that whole home run race in the late 90s, that was, you know, that brought me on to baseball. And then, you know, you transition into uh, the Tigers, final, you know, like having a good season for, or for the first year in like 20 years. You know, I was hooked on baseball, but now I've kind of trailed off. And it's because I need to see more ass. Um, Kevin? It's because the Tigers suck. <laughs> well, Sorry. <laughs> I kind of trailed off, like, even... Yeah, I mean, they could never no, win a World Series, yeah. but... Yeah. They had a great year this year, though. But that does bring up the question, though. Organizations that continue to be good year after year after year, retaining, you know, fans yeah. and, and making money. And baseball but, culture. You, know, you yeah. are a Laps fan because, you know, baseball culture. Yeah. Nah, I like the Tigers. They're my AL team. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying, you know, like... <laughs> You have Yankees, Red Sox, Cubs. Of course, you know, ratings are going to be good. You're going to have more people watching. But, yeah, what happens when you get a Tampa Bay Rays, you know, it's... I mean, I I enjoy it. I enjoy it regardless. Like I said, I'm not a Rays fan. I kind of root for the Rays since they're like my, you know... know, Nine million people still a lot of people, you know... I mean, but you know what? They didn't, they didn't even time. get a million people in their doors this year. Yeah. It was at it was it was at the Ranger Stadium the whole time, and that uh, oh, walk off by Brendan Phillips was one of the greatest was one of the greatest plays in World Series history. If you missed that play last year by Brandon Phillips, then wonderful human being, you're an idiot. So you know, either get on board. It's not for everyone. I get it. Kind of slow. But that's my yeah. favorite thing. Either way, shorten the season, and I'll continue to watch. More, but more ass, yeah. To caveat, though, the Cubs, they put most of their games now on that stupid marquee yeah. network where you got to pay extra <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. They're not the Yankees. They're, half of their fan base doesn't give a shit about paying for it. They'll just listen to it on the radio. All right, Which well, let's... Which is how it's uh, supposed to be. <laughs> <clears throat> Fuck the Cubs. <laughs> let's uh, zoom through. <laughs> let's zoom through these. Uh, the Brewers games. Games. Sorry, Blaze, running, I had to. Blaze, I had to. How are the Brewers here, doing? So, uh, yeah. yeah. All right, let's start Tied out with four, uh, four. Bengals at Lions here. Ragnow had toe surgery out for the season. Quintus Cephas, broken collarbone. Tyrell Williams probably won't come back this week. Decker has a chance to come back. Um, Bengals aren't quite there yet, but I think they'll take care of business this week. Even though they've been struggling with the MC North teams, I think the Lions are just too injured right now. Um, and the secondary is just not good enough to cover this team. But the Lions always keep it close, so I'm going to say Bengals win 24-17. Uh, let's go to you, Chris. Yeah, you hit it right on the, the head right there. Uh, Detroit will keep it pretty close for the long time, and then I think Joe Burr will he'll just turn a corner in the fourth, get a, maybe one or two touchdowns in the fourth. They're going to win 26, no, 27-21. All right, Blaze. Uh, Joe Burrow is going to play, right? I know he had the uh, throat thing. Contusion. I think it's, is he questionable right now? Yeah, I don't think it's for sure. I'll I'll look it up, but I'm pretty sure he's still playing. Yeah, he'll probably play. Well, 
So my prediction is going to be based on if he's still playing. Um, yeah, no, the uh, <laughs> the Bengals are with Joe Burrows are a better than mediocre team. I think they proved that against the other three NFC North teams uh, that I saw them play. So uh, I think they should handily take care of a very beaten up Lions team. Uh, it's probably going to get ugly. I'm going to say 31 to 10, and that's uh, especially after uh, just another heartbreaker for the Lions. I don't know if they want to get up on Sundays anymore. For sure. So. All right, uh, Kevin. Um, I think that the Bengals are going to be very infuriated after losing last week, more so than the Lions. Um, and honestly, just the Bengals having a lot more firepower. I think Jamar Chase continues to absolutely just blow the the roof off the NFL with the you know five touchdowns in five games as a rookie has been absolutely incredible. Uh, he went for 159 against the Pack last week. I think he goes off again. I think the Bengals win big, uh, 30-12. Damn. All right, Cole. Yeah, so obviously uh, I think the Bengals are going to win. Joe Burrow, he's going to play. Jamar Chase is a stud. Lions have a terrible secondary, terrible team overall. Uh, MCDC better cry, otherwise he's uh, otherwise he doesn't care about the team anymore. Uh, I think the Lions will win 13 to uh, 27, and thankfully I don't think the Lions will have to worry about getting a heartbreak loss uh, to a 50 some odd yard field goal because we know that the Bengals kicker can't make those. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's move on to Vikings at Panthers. Panthers have been kind of free-falling since getting a hot start to the season. Darnold kind of looks back to his old self, but their defense has been fantastic this whole season. Uh, I, I picked them up in fantasy. They've been spot on. And I, I think this seems like a toss-up to me, but since it's uh, at the Panthers stadium, I think I'm going to lean Panthers with this one, but I think it's going to be extremely close. Panthers win it 28-27. Cole? Uh, does it... Do we know if um what's the McCaffrey thing? I I can't, I, I don't think he he's going to be or... quite back yet. It's it's okay. still up in the air. Going to yeah. be Hubbard. Probably going to be Hubbard. Yeah. Yeah. So with that, I mean, like, I still think I I think the Vikings will end up winning. I think they'll win twenty four to twenty one. I think it'll be a very very close game. I think it'll kind of be a shit show. But I think the Vikings have quite a bit. They have a lot of uh, offensive weapons that I think they're going to utilize pretty well. Uh, I, I will say, if the Vikings do win and it is that close, I think uh, Kirk Cousins might kill Zimmer by just shaking him and giving him like a shaking baby <laughs> syndrome because that dude gets amped up. And I love it, but Zimmer better watch out because once Kirk Cousins win, that guy's going to be, you know, he's going to need to go to the hospital. That's my <laughs> analysis. Kevin? Um, I think that the Vikings are going to go into Carolina, and Carolina's still not having their top stars. Um, and a little bit of scuffling, like you said, Eric. Uh, the Vikings are going to find a way to scratch out. I think Joseph will have another five field goal attempts because I don't think the Minnesota Vikings will be able to score on Carolina's uh, pretty decent defense. I expect a defensive game 19-10 Minnesota. All right, please. Yeah, kind of echo everyone else. I kind of see a slugfest. Uh, the Panthers' defense has been way too good for let, to let the uh, Vikings necessarily run away with this one. I think the Vikings have a better talent, and Sam Darnold is just, uh, you know, he's he's running good. He's definitely running good, but um, his, uh, his passing has definitely fallen off in the past couple of weeks since they started off. Um, I think the Vikings win. If they don't, I know Chris is going to be hacking Zimmer's emails for... Uh, See what he's been saying the past oh, yeah. couple years. I'm already in there, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's going to be an ugly game. I think it's going to be an average Kirk Cousins game where he gets 380 yards but two touchdowns. Um, so I'm going to go. I'm going to give the Vikings the benefit of the doubt on this one. I'm going to say 24-20. Um, but again, I don't think the Vikings fans are going to have anything to cheer about after this game. Outside of moral sure. Chris. Ah, oh, boys, I am torn. It's in Carolina. Uh, we don't play the greatest away, but Carolina really, to me, hasn't proven that they are as good as they first made themselves to be, where I think they started 3-0, lost the last two. Um, Is this I a think Cousins time gonna... game? No, it's, it, oh. I believe it's at noon. You're fine. Yeah. You know, you know, it's 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 cousins. He's got to get home real quick. Um, yeah, I still think the Vikings just just eke him out twenty one twenty. All right, on to the matchup of the week: Packers at Bears. 
So Packers still have a lot of injuries here. Um, they seem to be yeah. overcoming them. And, you know, you still got Jair Alexander out, Zaria Smith out, Bakhtiari out. It's a rivalry game, and it's at Soldier Field. But, fun fact here, Rodgers is 9-3 at Soldier Field, and he won eight of his last nine games there. I don't think the Bears are the real deal. I think Packers offense will be too much to overcome here. Packers win 31-24. Let's go to you, Kevin, to start out. All right. A couple of things right off the bat. Let's talk about Devontae Adams and why he is the absolute best receiver in the entire game and why he's going to continue to make sure the Packers mangle the Bears. All right. Leads the NFL with 42 catches. Leads the NFL with 579 yards. Leads the NFL with 10 catches of 20-plus, and only Derrick Henry has more first downs. He's on pace for 142, 1968. Could he get 152,000? I don't know, but I'm pretty sure Aaron's going to keep throwing him the ball. So we're moving in the right direction. On the other side of the ball, Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon have combined for 384 yards on 64 touches over the last two games. All right, That's 262 and 122 receiving. That's a two-headed monster that both are going to continue to absolutely roll for this offense. I think that... The fact that the Packers had the first time in history, they had a 300-yard passing, 200-yard receiving, and 100-yard rusher in the first time. That is going to continue to roll. I think the Packers are unstoppable right now, and they are going to beat up the Bears 31-14. All right. Cole, I'm going to let you go next. You seem like you're really, really like hot with anticipation right now. So. Oh, yeah. So, obviously, the Packers are going to steamroll the Bears. The Bears have no offense. They're absolute dog shit. Did you know that Aaron Rodgers has averaged just throwing, not even his running, 248 yards a game, and the Bears have averaged 237 yards of total offensive game. Aaron Rodgers is better than the whole goddamn Bears offense. That offense sucks. I will say I am concerned because the offensive line for the uh, Green Bay Packers is very beat up. We were missing three of them last game. I don't know how many are coming back this game. The Bears have a good defensive line, but... The Bears still suck. Aaron Rodgers will get the ball out fast. We got Cobb. We got Adams. We got, like he was talking about, we got, you know, our between Jones and Dylan, those guys are fucking awesome. I love watching Dylan just, you know, steamroll into it. And then Jones, you can just do whatever. I mean, fuck, they had a, a bad snap and it just did a direct snap. Ended up, he, you know, Rodgers kind of booped it to him and he just grabbed it and ran for five oh. yards off, after a broke play. So... Uh, the, uh, and then Justin Fields, you know, he might throw for a hundred yards. That would, you know, that's really good for him in that offense. That's, that's spectacular. And I, you know, I hope the best for him. And, uh, you know, if I was Bears fans, I really hope I would just get my ass blown out because I want Nagy gone. Uh, Packers will win 27-13. Okay, Blaze, uh, Cole just called an anal prolapsing. What do you think? Wait, how many field goals did he call? He said 13, so that's. Yeah, I gave you, I gave you a touchdown. Gave like a touchdown two. and two, two field goals. I'm sorry, I, I'm just used to you know. Hey, I, I have given you one touchdown every single game. You're, you're an algorithm. You've you know? exceeded you're an algorithm. it. You've exceeded it one time. All right, all right, kid. It's, it's, it's the grown-ups' turn to talk. All right. <clears throat> okay. So listen, I know I'm going to start like a big homer on this one, but honestly, as objectively and as unbiased as I can say, I think. The Packers have more talent. Yes. But I am looking at these matchups, and I think the Bears pose massive matchup problems for the Packers. And the fact that we're at home, and the fact that it feels like every time that we play the Packers, we are this close from getting it done. When I go back to uh, what 2018 when we first got Mac, I feel like that game was in the back the year after that. Um, so I feel like it's not if but when on this um this whole Bears thing. And I'm going to break it down as quickly as I can. Uh, yes, Adams is having a fantastic year. I think he's easily top three. You could, you could convince me that he's top one wide receiver in the league. Uh, the, the quarterback no one's talking about is Jalen Johnson. Uh, he was the number two pro football focused uh, quarterback, and he has been lights out this entire year. And I, I, I'd want him on it. It was just like uh, when Charles Tillman used to destroy Randy Moss. We got Roquan Smith, who's one of the best tacklers, and he will be on uh, Jones and Dylan's asses all day. And then you look at how beat up these Packers' offensive line is. Guess what? This Bears front seven is back with a vengeance. Robert Quinn's looking good. Mack is looking good. Uh, Trevathan is looking a lot better. This team is out for blood. It's a rivalry game. It's the longest rivalry. It's the rivalry in the NFL. On the reverse side, I think, again, 
can Justin Fields do enough? Can he make the exact right amount of good plays to get this one in the bag? Because if that's so, I, I do believe Damian Williams and Khalil Herbert are good enough to, you know, move the chains, move the chains, get that touchdown, keep the ball out of Aaron Rodgers' hands. So I'm going with the upset, obviously. I, even, if, even if I didn't have this whole assessment, I could never pick the Packers over the Bears. I would rather jump off a cliff. So I am going to go Bears 20, Packers 12. Aaron Rodgers reverts back to week one. Uh, and Bears are going to take this. And there's no question about it. And uh, Cole, go fuck yourself. I can't wait to see you next week, buddy. I love you, man. <laughs> Chris? Oh, how the fuck do I follow those guys up? I mean, you can't. Uh, the only thing that I have a feeling is going to happen, just like in many years past, Randall Cobb is going to be wide the fuck open for like 60 yards because the Bears will choke on defense like they always do against the damn Packers, whether it's at home or away. It doesn't matter. Packers 32-17. All right. So, Kevin, I think we shall bid you adieu. We do our fantasy draft next, and uh, we will let you go. Hey, All man, right. Great. You have a great nice night, man. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Nice appreciate you, it. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah. Appreciate it, guys. All right. Bye-bye. Go watch your baseball. Hey. Fall asleep. I'm on it. <laughs> We're about to lose. <laughs> go Bruce. Hey, the, the Cubs All will right. see you yeah. <laughs> at the golf course. <laughs> so, moving on here. Um, I got the most points last week in fantasy. I got 68 points and now have the 68.12 points and I now have the lead in the NFL uh, or in our fantasy draft. Um, Devontae Adams really came through and so did DeAndre Swift for me. Um, second place, we had Chris. He had 44.46 points and now has 212.38. Uh, he had Aaron Rodgers, which really came through for him. The rest of his team, not, not so much, nope. um, but it was enough to get him second place. And then uh, third, we had Cole with 48.50 points. Now he has 203.88 on the on the season. We were nice enough to let him slot in De uh, Alexander Madison in place of Dalvin Cook because we did not know if Dalvin Cook was injured or not. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and know, then I Bla asterisk. <laughs> Blaze asterisk. last I place here. I... Uh, you got week five, 37.94. Your total was 191.46 after this past week. You just kind of had... A lot of uh, lackluster games there. So, draft order here. Blaze, you go first. Cole, you go second. Chris, you go third. I go last. Uh, I'm going to go Justin Jeffrey. J Jefferson. Jefferson. You and your damn names. <laughs> yeah, I like it how Blaze... My brain goes can't... faster than my words sometimes. Blaze literally could never say yeah. any person's name right in the NFL <laughs> besides Robert Tunyon. <laughs> I know. It's just Tunyon, and he has, he has a problem with us saying it wrong, and then we'll uh, butcher everyone else's name. Okay, Cole, you're up next. Uh, who do I want to take? I, You know what? We're playing against the Bears. Um, Swift is not going to be good. Cook is not. I'll do Jones. I mean, why would, why would I not pick Aaron Jones? Makes sense. Chris? Oh, I'm going Madison. Ah, oh, damn. Okay. Whew. Um, well, he didn't fail me last week, so I think I'm going to go Devontae Adams. And on the turn here, ooh, I think going to have to go DeAndre Swift, even though I had I had the same duel last week. I just, it worked for me. Why not, you know? Yeah, and I'm going to go with Hawkinson. Hawkinson? Yeah. Cole? I am gonna go. Oh fuck! You just picked Hawkinson, didn't you? Um, Jefferson's gone. Adams gone. Got theme I'll take, Ro I'll, uh, I'll take Rogers. I'll take Rogers. Fair. Please. Okay, I'm gonna go uh, Jamal Williams. And then. You're not gonna pick a. What? Never mind. Keep going. <laughs> I'm going to go with Jamal Williams. And then, God, I don't like any of the quarterbacks this week. Uh, I guess I'll wait for the end on that one. Uh, let's go. I'm going to go Komet. I think he finally has his game. 
All right. Here's a. I have a quick question. Did you mean Jamal Williams or or like the Williams? The Lions. Team? The Lions running back. Jamal oh, Williams. So you, so you think the Lions backup running back would be better than all of the Bears running backs? Got it. I like it. What? <laughs> cool. No, he's, 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 he's just more of a touchdown vulture. Yeah. I'm just saying, no, no one's picked the Bears running back. Was it for me last week? Yeah, true. Yeah. All right, cool. Um, I'm going to pick... Um, I'll go with the... Oh, there's not a lot left. Fuck it. I'll just take uh, Tunyon again. Just give me all the Packers. I mean, we're playing hey, you got it right! Yeah! Chris? Oh, fuck. I need a quarterback before anything. Shit. Um, it's just Rodgers taking. I guess I'll, I will go old Daddy Cousins. Damn you. Daddy's uh, taking your team this week. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, I, I have to take my team this week, so I'm going to go Jared Goff. Then I'm going to turn around with the Packers D. And I guess I will go. Shit, actually, you know what? We're going to go Lions defense. Ooh. All right. Oh. Oh. Cool. Uh, so I don't get stuck with the Bears defense. I'm going to go with the Vikings defense. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a better pick. <laughs> Jamar Chaser. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. All right. Bears defense, Bears quarterback. Bears Justin D, Fields. Bears QB. We already know it's Justin Fields, baby. My oh. wide receiver will be his Thielen. Thielen hasn't been picked, right? No, I no. Pick, I pick Jeffries. I'll take, I'll take. Yeah, Jeffries is picked though. I'll take Thielen. All right, Chris. Fuck, I don't even know who to take for receiver. Um, let me take a gander at the old depth chart real quick. Give me one second. Um, we're gonna go. Who's covering Robinson? Why not? Alan who's Robinson? covering Darnell Mooney? Who's covering Darnell <laughs> Mooney? He's gonna have a big game. So I'm just gonna. Hey, <laughs> I'm just gonna pick Conklin again. I I literally have my same team from last week minus the Lions defense. So, whatever. Chris, what else do I have? Yeah, we're done. We're oh yeah, yeah, we're all done. My bad. So that is it. Packers versus Bears. I'll take a kicker if you want to give yeah. me one. <laughs> Packers versus Bears rivalry weekend. Here we are. Let's, uh, I don't know. Good luck or not. Who cares? <laughs> I hope all of you stub your toe, and I, I hope we luck. get the first pick in the next year's draft. So, Oh, uh, you hey. probably will. I hope to see MCDC cry more to show that he cares. I I love him crying, so you can fuck off. I, I mean, hey, man, I was all for it, but, you know, he needs to win a game, and also if he cries for that game, he better fucking cry for every single other game. He didn't cry for the 66-yarder. That was a real heartbreaker. Dude, okay, I well. can't wait for Cole to cry on Monday, dog. <laughs> oh, I'm a sympathetic crier, so once you start crying after that ass whooping, I'm gonna fucking be bawling. <laughs> Just happy yeah, tears, though. <laughs> well, good episode, guys. Good night, everyone. Right. See ya. Bye-bye. Bye. Bear down. <laughs>